Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is Why I Make Declarations, Part 3. I did the first part in a message at Bethel Church on February 20th, 2022. And last week, I followed up on that with Part 2. And this week, we're going to go deeper into why I make declarations. Let me just say this. Hey, before I even say it, I want to tell you our Negativity Fast Positivity Feast starting March 2nd. If you're listening to this afterwards, you can still jump on board. 40-day event, transformational mind renewal experience. We've got it in Spanish as well. If you're Spanish-speaking or nobody or know somebody who is Spanish-speaking, yes, let them know about it. And also, I want to let you know that on April 29th and 30th here in Redding, California, at Hillside Church, Wendy and I are doing a two-day, all-day and evening, both days, Abounding Hope and Joy Conference. You can find out about that and the Negativity Fast on our IgnitingHopeAcademy.com platform. We're also going to have our Abounding Hope and Joy Conference available online. Hey, let's get into today's teaching. And I am so convinced of the power of declarations. Some call them decrees, proclamations, confessions. I am so convinced about the power of changing our lives through what we say. Matter of fact, we can't change our lives without changing how we talk. I mean, we, we may have some level of change, but I'm talking about the true transformation that comes. And last week, I talked about four things in the beginning. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. These are reasons why I make declarations. Faith comes by hearing, Romans 10, 17. That's why I make declarations. I want to hear truth. I don't want to hear negativity. I don't want to hear lies. I want to hear the truth, and my faith will increase. Reason number three I gave is I am to call those things that do not exist as though they did, Romans 4, 17. God, that's the way God gives life to dead things. And reason number four, it's a primary way to renew my mind. Romans 12, 2, be transformed by the renewing of the mind. And uh, declarations are a practical way to renew our minds with truth. Remember, current mind renewal creates future experience. And whatever we renew our mind with, our future will be transformed too. And declarations help our mind renewal to get very specific. Declarations are faith statements, biblical faith statements, about what is true, even though it's not yet in our experience or not in our experience fully. And I mentioned four more, four other reasons at the end of last week's podcast, and I touched on them. I want to go deeper into them. Reasons why I make declarations. And here's the, if I want to say the fifth reason I make declarations, declarations help me overcome anxiety. Now, anxiety is obviously a big thing right now. There's, there's people suffering 
from anxiety or battling anxiety, let me just put it that way. And Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Say, with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. It says, Pour out your heart to the Lord in prayer and supplication, but come to a place of thanksgiving. Now, if we don't come out of our prayer closet full of faith and full of joy, then I would submit we probably are not adding the with thanksgiving piece. In most of my declarations, a lot of my declarations, let me say it that way, start with the words, thank you. And especially in the area where I'm sensing anxiety, worry, or I'm tempted to uh, worry about something, we're told in Philippians 4 to combat that through prayer. And there's going to be, in Thanksgiving, there's going to be a peace that guards our hearts and minds that is going to be beyond understanding. So declarations, we're tempted to worry about a family member. Thank you, Lord, you're working. Thank you that my prayers are working for them. Thank you that you're moving. Thank you that I'm going to know what to do. Maybe it's financial. Thank you, Father, for provision. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for breakthrough. Thank you for just you covering. Maybe it's national. Thank you, Lord. I'm t- I just want to let you know, Father, I'm tempted to worry about our, you know, our nation, but I say thank you. Thank you that you have your people all over our country. Thank you that our prayers are powerful and effective for our nation. Thank you that we have wisdom. Thank you that no matter what happens, we'll be okay, that we'll thrive. Thank you that there's always solutions. These declarations are ways to stay in peace, to stay in peace. Now, reason number six is declarations help me to abide in the word. John 8, 31 and 32, it says, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And you can also go to John chapter 15 for great insights on abiding in the vine, in the branch. But the abiding in the word, when we start speaking the words out of our mouth, the word of God, and we attach faith to it, where we maybe take John 10.10, for the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. And where we abide in it, and we use thank you, and we say, thank you, Lord, I'm protected from the thief. Thank you that I am one who experiences the abundant life. Or maybe it's some commands that like are in Ephesians 4, where it says to not lie uh, or to not let any corrupt word proceed out of our mouths or, or, or to be angry and sin not. And just thank you, Lord. Thank you that uh, I am one who's been delivered from anger. I am dead to anger and alive to you. Thank you for that. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that my words are are powerful words. I'm one who speaks life. 
And as we abide in his word and as we just talk to God about his word, and certainly I'm not saying we never repent, we never say, hey, uh, forgive me for that. But I believe that most of the most powerful abiding in God's word is when we extract out of it our identity to obey that word and God's bigness that's going to cause it to happen. So powerful. The abiding declaration, help me abide in the word. Number uh, seven is a declaration is taking up the sword of the spirit. Ephesians 6, 17, take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now it's called a sword because we're supposed to kill something with it. We've talked about this, not people. The giant standing in the in the promised land in the Old Testament were literal giant beings who needed to be defeated. In the New Covenant, the giants that need to be defeated are mindsets, negative mindsets and, and strongholds. We'll talk a little more about that in a moment. We, we fight with the Word. We fight with it. And Jesus in Revelation 1 in the glorified Jesus in Revelation 1, it talks about the sword being in his mouth. And so we get the word of God in our mouth. That's the way we take up the sword of the Spirit. And we, we speak out God's promises. We speak out who we are. We fight. Uh, no, God, God is turning all things for good, according to Romans 8.28. Thank you, Father. I can do all things through Christ who strength. I take up that sword. I can do it all. I can thrive no matter what happens. And we defeat these mindsets. We defeat the, the mindsets of pessimism, discouragement, disappointment, shame, foreboding, stinginess, fear, victim mindsets. And these are what we use declarations to defeat as the sword of the Spirit. It is an offensive, forward-moving thing when we take up the sword of the Spirit. If we're just putting all the other armor on but not taking up the sword of the Spirit in Ephesians 6, we're, we're just going to be playing defense. This is the great offensive weapon. And then lastly, declarations pull down strongholds, demolish arguments, and take thoughts captive. Now, the great spiritual warfare passage in 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5, the weapons of our warfare, by the way, declarations are a weapon of warfare, are not carnal, but they're mighty in God. Declarations are mighty in God. To the pulling down of strongholds, we demolish arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, taking every thought, how many thoughts? Every thought, captive to the obedience of Christ. And so these declarations are, are a main way to pull down strongholds. Gideon in Judges 6, he is an insecure, victim-mindsetted, uh, discouraged, bitter at God individual, and the angel gives him a declaration in Judges 6.12, and says, The Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. He tells him, he declares over him a faith statement of something that is true about him, but it's not in his experience. 
And Gideon strong old, he starts arguing and says, wow, if the Lord's with us, why has all this happened to us? And he goes on and on. But the declaration impacted him. And eventually it penetrated through the arguments. It penetrated through the negative stronghold, created a new stronghold. And Gideon was to change the channel in his self-talk from all those negative things to capture the lies by declaring who he was, by declaring that he, he was, had a nation-delivering anointing. You can read the rest of the story in Judges 6, 7, and 8. But declarations pull down strongholds because if we're going to declare something higher than what we're feeling and experiencing, because what we feel and experience in the negative fuels these wrong strongholds. And the greatest strongholds blocking the purposes of God are not regional principalities. They're thinking in the minds of believers. And so declarations dismantle strongholds and establish new ones. Faith comes by hearing. We establish new positive strongholds of hope and joy and faith and love and courage, abundance, mindsets. And declarations are a way to, to take every thought captive. You can't think a lie when you speak the truth. Let me say that again. You can't think a lie when you speak a truth. So you, it says take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. 2 Corinthians 10, 5. And by the way, another way and maybe even a higher way of say, taking thoughts captive to the, to the obedience of Christ is that we take our thoughts captive to all the benefits and all the blessings that were won through Christ's obedience that he offers us in exchange for our faith. He, he won life. He won forgiveness for us. He won acceptance instead of rejection, glory instead of shame, blessings instead of curses, health instead of sickness, riches instead of poverty. And, and so as we take thoughts captive through the promises of God, through Thank you, Lord. Thank you that I am victorious. Thank you that I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Thank you that Jesus took my poverty. Thank you that Jesus took every curse. We, we can do it that way, or we can just take thoughts captive through declarations by just repeating the promises of God, what God has made real to us, and who we are in Him. Wow, wow, wow. Hey, why I Make Declarations Part 3. I hope these have blessed you. Remember my book, Declarations, is such a good book. It, it, it's Declarations, Unlocking Your Future, includes 30 biblical reasons why we make declarations, and it answers six objections to declarations that, you know, people who say this isn't biblical or this isn't God, I answer that in the book. And also, You're Crazy If You Don't Talk to Yourself is a great book. I believe will convince you of the power of your words and the importance of being a person who makes declarations and adding that to your spiritual habits. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. We're here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. And remember, too, the joy of the Lord is your strength.
I don't need strength at the end of the battle. I need strength in the middle of the battle. I used to have the attitude when all my problems are over and all my uncertainties are over. I'm only hearing good news in the media. <laughs> then I'll be joyful. The Lord says, that nah, you don't need strength then. You need strength now. You got a lot going on. And I know the you who are listening right now, you got things going on. You got uncertainties happening. You're 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 seeking uh, to live at a higher level. You're seeking to see the promises of God. You're, you're seeking to make a difference. And we need joy now. So let's stir it up. Let's stir it up by being thankful, focusing more on what we have than don't have, and stir it up by delighting ourselves in the Lord. Psalm 37, verse 4, delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. And we delight well, we're still waiting for a desire to be manifest, and our delighting releases desires. And, de and delighting is a little kid in a candy shop attitude. Woohoo! I don't know how you're going to do it, God, but I'm so excited to see what you're going to do in my family, in my life, my nation. We delight in Him. Hey, we've been doing this lately. Thank you so much for praying for Igniting Hope Ministries. And one of the things I love to, uh, impart to people is attaching faith to seemingly small things because great people attach faith to the seeming small things they do to despise not the day of small beginnings and to just illustrate that or to give an example of it i've just asked you to take five seconds and attach faith to praying for igniting hope praying for wendy and i we're in a season of increase we're in a season where this message is so needed and if you've been a long-time listener, you understand that. Thank you so much for supporting us. Some of you have been supporting us financially as well. What a blessing that is. You can go to ignitinghope.com and you can click donate. But why don't we give five seconds right now to pray for Igniting Hope Ministries, our staff, our resources, Wendy and I. Amen, amen. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It means a lot. We are so blessed by you. Hey, if you like these podcasts, why don't you tell somebody else about them? And why don't you send us an email at info at ignitinghope.com if something has really impacted you. That, that just encourages us so much. And also, if you want to sign up for our newsletter, you can go to ignitinghope.com and sign up for that uh, as well. Negativity Fast, Positivity Feast starting March 2nd, Abounding Hope and Joy Conference here in Redding, California, April 29th and 30th. Go to ignitinghopeacademy.com for those things. Hey, blessings to you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind.